Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. And today we're here with Paul Casey, and I am so stoked to have this guy here. We had a good pre-interview call here just to kind of get to know one each one of one another. I'm going to stumble over my words this entire time because we've been going back-to-back interviews. So I am excited to be here today, whether my voice says so or not. But Paul, I want you to say what's up to everybody first, and then we will hop in. What's up, everybody? <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> so, Paul, I am going to ask you this question because you brought it up and I thought it was funny. So, if you were to lose everything, all your money, and you had 90 days to build a six-figure business, what would you do? You know, Josh, I would go right back to coaching. So, I'm a coach now, and I also do training and team building. And I would, I would build a coaching business right back up because... I thought, oh, I would do all three again. But no, the pandemic showed me that team building, that can go away very quickly. Training, that could go away very quickly. And I've, I've tried to use all of my techniques in my backpack to make virtual presentations fun. But man, it is still hard to do that. So it would definitely be a coaching business. It's very easy to sell. It's a high ticket service. Yeah, love it. You know, it's hilarious is it's like, probably 70 to 80% of people I interview say they would do some form of coaching as their product because it's like, it's a high ticket product. It's easy to sell. Um, love it. And people want it. People yeah. want it and they know they need in order to be a high performer, you need a coach. Right. Or multiple coaches. I, I never have less than four <laughs> at any given time. <laughs> if you yes. want to perform high, you, you pay it, you pay, pay the fees. So Paul, I do want to ask you a couple of questions specifically about that because being a coach, um, anybody can be a coach in today's world, right? And a lot of people don't really have a lot of experience. You have many years of experience coaching people, especially in the time management space as an entrepreneur and, and learning to run their lives efficiently. So I want to ask you, especially with time management, what's, what's kind of your core tenets, your core principles to time management that you could share with our audience today? Absolutely. And I love to get into the tips and tricks, but I always like to start with, you've got to have that create that foundation. And the foundation is you've got to nail down your core values and your vision. If you skip over those things, all these tips and tricks will come and go. They really won't land. So you've really got to start with that foundation of what are your top core values? Because if you don't realize those and get reacquainted with those, they're just like, well, whenever I can get to them. And there's never enough time in the day to get to those core values. And then you feel inauthentic and you feel like, why did I start a business? This is stupid, you know, because I can't do the things that I really want to do. So that's the values. The vision piece is you've got to see out there a little bit further of what you want your ideal life and your business to look like. And then time manage your way into that priority, manage your way into that. Or, um, or else what are we, what are we doing? We're just moving hours and minutes around in our day. Yeah. And it's so funny that you say that. I mean, it's, I feel like half, half of your, your life is like juggling credit card balances, you know, it's with your time, because you're like, well, I, I have my business card. I have my, my life card, my personal card. It's it, all yep. these different things that you have to kind of budget the time correctly. And, and, uh, but if it doesn't stick to your core values, it's, it's hard. And, and I want to ask you this, particularly as an entrepreneur, because 
most entrepreneurs I work with, it's like a badge of honor to work 80 hour weeks, which I just think is asinine. I would never, I would never put that much work into a business. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not that way. I, I value my time, but uh, I love business. So how would you help somebody who is addicted to business so much so that they're not giving it? any time to other priorities in their life? Yeah, that's a great question. I, you've probably heard the quote that uh, being an entrepreneur, quitting the day job for the dream job is you get to choose which 60 to 80 hours you work each week. <laughs> that's the freedom that you get, right? Instead right. of putting on the handcuffs and causing more bondage. No, it's, it's a great question. And one that I, I have to preach at myself as, as you learned from me on our pre-interview call is you've got to put those other things in your calendar first before you build in the work because the work is fun. Yeah, it's, it's you know, there's parts of jobs that we don't enjoy doing. There's a grind to it, but um, I could just keep working forever. You know, and the pandemic blurred the lines between uh, work and life balance or rhythm. And so you've got to get, I've got to put golf into my schedule and literally block it out, have nothing interfere with it. I've got to have date night with my wife carved out and have nothing interfere with it. And those are the ways that I would say that you can get ahead of it and still have both. Yeah, I love that. And you know, it's, it's funny because just this, probably the last year has been more of this way for me is like, I, for some reason, because my wife was working her job at eight o'clock, I would get up at eight and go to work. And, you know, years later, I'm still getting up and going to work at eight o'clock. And I'm like, oh, I still have enough time before I need to go to work to get my workouts in, to do my studies, do everything that I want to do. And my wife actually asked me, she's like, well, why do you go in at eight? I'm like, why do I go in at eight? <laughs> I have no reason to be there until 10, but I get there at eight. And so recently that's been my thing. I, I don't come in until at least nine, usually 10. And uh, it's, it's worked so much better for me because I'm not, it, it fits my lifestyle better. So I, I love that you bring that up. And, yeah. you know, being- And a, you bring up an interesting point too, Josh, of it's probably your chronotype. You know, it's that like, when, when, uh, when do you do the best things according to your, uh, your biorhythm? Right. You said I do. I do better work at 10, starting at 10. Or you got your night owl people that are just like ramping up at 11 p.m. And I'm like, I'm out. You know, I, I burned I burned all my uh, my people time by then. But boy, if you can put your sweet spot activities in your chronotype, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. And I, I didn't even know what that was, but what a cool idea. I, I know for me, I, I'm actually a morning person. I, I'm not a late night guy. It ruins my week if I stay up late, even one night, but, uh, I I'm like a, I'm a nine to one. Once I eat yeah. lunch, I'm done. <laughs> my, my energy level is like toast. So it's, <laughs> we're recording this at one my time. So if I say weird things, it's because we now understand it's because of my chronotype and I have one more thing after this. <laughs> um, but I, I want to ask you this, Paul, because, um, that is a really cool kind of lead into this, but how would you recommend people budget their time? based on if they have to work right because a lot of a lot of people they're like yeah it's all i'll find in theory but i have to be there for 60 to 80 hours right so could you touch on that sure and of course i'm going to say prioritize what matters i don't even like time management as a concept because we all have the same amount of time to deal with i think it's it's prioritization manage priority management it's energy management those are probably better terms than time management and so you've got to figure out what you want. What is this? It's the number one coaching question is what do you want, right? What are your priorities? 
And you've got to be constantly as an entrepreneur re-ranking those priorities to what's most urgent and important. And I would also add significance in there because when you're the leader, you've got to start giving more weight to significance and uh, who are you developing on your team to uh, run with the ball when you're not there. And boy, those are the things that are going to cause you not to get in the weeds in time management, which is where we find ourselves. It could be default, like you working at eight when you're like, why am I working at eight? You know, it's just some kind of thing you fell into and you defaulted to, but constantly re-ranking your priorities is huge. I love that because it's like a, a moldable thing. And the hardest part for me as an entrepreneur, I know, and a lot of people probably struggle with this too, but you, you hear about, you know, Warren Buffett reads for eight hours a day and, and, <laughs> and, uh, what's his name? Bill Gates does kind of the same thing, but his schedule is actually absolutely regimented. And so we, I've always grown up believing that in order to be successful, you have to be busy and you have to be working and you have to be studying and reading and all these things. And I always felt like I was failing because I'm like, man, I, some days I just get done at two o'clock and I'm like, I just want to go home. I'm done. (laughs) And I love my business, but I want to go home, you know? And uh, I'd beat myself all the way. I'd beat myself up all the way home. And then I'd get home and relax and I'd beat myself up the next morning. And then I started actually meeting amazing, successful entrepreneurs or people like you who've got such a, a good like, grasp on what they should be doing with their time. And I'm like, oh, it's not, it doesn't have to be a concrete thing, right? It's just make sure your priorities are set, like you said, and then you adjust your schedule to meet it. So yeah, love that. And I was on a rant there, but I will, I love where you're going to, you're stoking the fire here. (laughs) Yeah. And and busyness is a trap. And I think you're right. It's like, uh, I heard one speaker say that it's like, your, it's like the the card you play to say, I can live on this planet another day. Like when somebody says, Hey, how you doing, Josh? You're like busy. Yeah, me too. Busy. it's like, okay, so now you can live another day. (laughs) What busy is in a state of mind. You know, when we say, how are you? So I'm really trying to work on never doing that. When someone says, how are you doing? I never say busy because everybody else is saying that. Uh, or I say, uh, I mean, I'm intentionally booked, you know, or some kind of fun little phrase that makes people go, what? And then, then I can go into my time management spiel. <laughs> I, I love that. That is, that's brilliant. I, I know one of my coaches, he told me, he's like, when anybody asks you how you're doing or whatever, you, you say, I'm doing fantastic instead of I'm doing yep. okay, or I'm busy or whatever. And that just that frame of mind has helped me change a lot. Um, and I have people all the time and my younger siblings are going through college right now and they, they have financial questions. So they want to call me or just want to connect with me, but they never will because they're constantly worried. Oh, he's probably so busy. And I'm like, I have a lot going, but I'm really not a busy guy. You can call me pretty frequently. Now we don't always want our clients to know that don't always call me. Right. (laughs) Uh, I have my work hours, but, uh, but that's, that's what I really like appreciate about um, what you're doing, you know, is saying like, let's, let's build your life the way you want it to and not the way that you have to. And it's right. bizarre. I'd, I'd like you to speak to this a little bit because, you know, you do so, so good at, at managing this, but what, um, how, do, how do you keep yourself performing at a high level with working less? Because a lot of people I know feel like they're not going to be able to accomplish, if, accomplish what they need to get done unless they work 80 hours. Right. So one of those is, and I've had to convince myself in the last few years is I've got to get help. I've got to get a team built around me because I'm a solopreneur. So, uh, you know, just one guy, I am the brand and there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And so I realized I just can't do all the admin, uh, all, you know, the bookkeeping, the 
the marketing, the social media, I've got to start bringing people onto my team, the Growing Forward team. And what a relief that has been. So every year I've gotten, I've outsourced yet another thing. So if you were to look at my calendar right now, it would all be blue because blue are appointments with clients and almost the entire day, 90% of the day is blue. Uh, which is client work, the stuff I love to do, training, team building. And the admin has now shrunk to small little slivers because now I have a couple virtual assistants, just hired a second one uh, yesterday. And so now they're going to take away a lot of those other things that just enrich the business. I love that. Yeah. And it's hard to outsource. It is really hard to effectively outsource it. And I know for me that that's become one of the more fun parts of my job is saying, how do I find somebody else to replace myself with this? And it, it always seems to be, you have to afford it before you can afford it. <laughs> you, you have to, you have to say, you know what, I can't afford this, but I'm going to pay them. It's just funny to watch what happens because your schedule frees up so much. And I, for us, my first one was somebody to manage my LinkedIn at, like as far as communicating with people through there, because I get hundreds of messages a day on there. And um, I would spend three to four hours a day keeping up with that. And when, when they took that over, the same conversations were happening. Everything was being taken care of. And I all of a sudden had an extra four hours a day. I chose to not work during those hours, but, but that's, what's really interesting is to watch how many people are having that same, um, realization nowadays. So that's cool that you're, you align with that. So, yeah, so outsourcing is one, a second strategy is you've got to really get ruthless with what doesn't need to be done. And right. this is hard because um, I'm of that personality type that brings things to the finish line, you know, and I just got to, I'm in this routine. I got to keep going. And then I realized, will anyone care if I don't blog today? You know, will anybody really care? And does it make me any money anyways? You know, I don't, it doesn't. So can I, can I just spend time with my family and not blog? Yes. I could give myself that permission to do that. And so I've had to come to grips with that. I love that. It's because everybody's telling you, you have to, I mean, for me, it was posting on social media. I hate it. I hate everything about social media. I'm not a social <laughs> media guy. And the Gary Vaynerchuk's like, you've got to be posting 500 times a day. And I'm like, but do I, do I have to do that? Yeah. So I, I completely agree with what you're saying there. And it's, it's fun to outsource those things, especially when you're like, it doesn't bring me revenue. It's kind of a necessary evil. I'm just going yeah. to it. It's totally worth it. Um, Wow. Brilliant. So let me ask you this, Paul, because, you know, we are kind of coming up to the end here. What, um, what are some of the big action steps you would recommend to any of our listeners to kind of get on top of this? Yeah. First of all, I would say you've got to do a daily review preview. So at the end of the day, whenever you want to shut the lights off 30 minutes before that, put a recurring appointment on your calendar, daily review preview. You're going to celebrate your wins of the day. You're going to update your to-do list, whatever you use for that. You're going to look at tomorrow and say the three big things I need to get done tomorrow that would make that a satisfying day. What would make it a great day? And just then you shut the lights off. It transitions you into life instead of work. Um, your brain works on problems while you sleep. So subconsciously, you're getting another little perk uh, from that. And in the morning, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to hit it because I know my top three priorities. Second, Josh, I would say is like that you got to get on those priorities right away. Take care of those first thing in the morning before the cumulative stress of the day overtakes you. Because afternoons, they're runaway trains. I don't know who said that. I want to give them credit, but afternoons are runaway trains. And maybe even for your attention is one of those runaway trains. So you've got to take care and check those three things off. 
it sets off a snowball of productivity for the rest of the day if you get those three big ones done and you eat that frog. So those are two huge ones that I like to lead with. Love that. And are there any like specific resources you would recommend for that? I know I have one if, if you don't, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, resources for learning about it, you mean, or? or for, as far as applying it. Because um, I, oh, I know some people are auditory, some people are written, like, what do you recommend? Sure. Um, I would say, well, I've written a little book called Maximizing uh, Every Minute. So of course, I'll put in a shameless plug there uh, for it. my little book. Uh, try to just take all the things I've learned the last 25 years on time management, put it in a small readable book so you can implement the strategies right out of the chute. Uh, getting things done is, is probably the classic uh, for, for time management. Um, and uh, eat that frog is a fun for procrastinators, which we all are, you know, I'm a recovering <laughs> procrastinator and my name is Paul. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's a <laughs> it's, it's a great book uh, for just little short little chapters on how to avoid procrastination. So those are two that I would start with. And then I just, you know, I just block my calendar. I just have Google calendar, to be honest, I just... I just block everything. I block personal time. I block my personal reading, professional development. I block doing taxes. And uh, again, my calendar looks ridiculous, but you'll see breaks in there and margin and fun stuff and church and all sorts of stuff is in that calendar. So time blocking made me from just a to-do list guy to incredibly productive. Yeah, and that is so awesome. And, and I hope everybody will look at that and say, how can I implement those sort of tools in, in my life. I, I think there's so many places. I mean, your book is an amazing resource as well. I mean, I, the one that I've been using for quite a while is the freedom journal by John Lee Dumas. It's kind of more for yes. podcasters, but I, I liked his because it's one that I can sit on my pillow. So I can't, I can't hit the pillow unless hitting my head on it. Right. And so it keeps me in, in that habit um, of, of checking in, like you said, you're checking at the end of the night and then you're basically setting yourself up to win the next day. And that, I love the way that you've uh, you've articulated that, Paul. So, Paul, let me let me ask you this too. Um, just as kind of a, a couple final questions here. So, how can people get in touch with you and with what you're doing? Sure, all things growing forward services is paulcasey.org. Now, not .com because Paul Casey is a professional golfer and I'm just a duffer, so uh, <laughs> I had to get .org. And so uh, that's all things growing forward. Um, I would love to give your listeners, Josh, a free tool uh, called Control My Calendar Checklist. It's going to talk about all these things that we just began scratching the surface with. And you go to takebackmycalendar.com. Takebackmycalendar.com will give you this free tool. And uh, that'll get you on your time management journey because it's going to re restore your sanity, if nothing else, as an entrepreneur. And uh, these habits, just implement them one at a time. And uh, you'll, you'll find this will be your best productive year ever. Love it. So it's takebackmycalendar.com to be able to get access to that. Thank you for being willing to offer that, Paul. I really do appreciate that. Um, and let me ask you one final question. So if you could give us one final parting piece of guidance, what would that be? I would say get really clear with the one-year vision for your life. Just one year out there because things change so quickly. What's that one year vision, you humming on all cylinders, your life, your relationships, your business, and then you're gonna back into those with daily, weekly, monthly, yearly goals, dweamy goals they call them, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, dweamy goals. And that's gonna make sure that you keep spinning the, the right plates 
all the way to achieving that one-year goal. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you want to fill your favorite platform with dream customers, then come join myself and thousands of others of hosts at theluckytitan.com slash tribe. Here you can find guests for your show, get featured on other shows, and discover the secrets to building an audience of raving fans. So once again, go create your free account at theluckytitan.com slash tribe.